0: Hey guys, and welcome to the Set Apart Podcast. Yeah, finally, we are here. We're here. Um, yeah. So, we're just going to do introductions. My name is Refere Moveng, and I'm Alexa Patera.
1: Jared Naiken. Keith Manzanese.
0: And Tommi Somi. <laughs> yeah, we're very happy to be here. Finally, it has been months. Yeah. Way yeah.
1: too long. Way, Way too, too long. Too long. <laughs> <laughs>
0: too long. <laughs> so, we just want to bring you just christian content like you saw in the intro video hopefully you saw it if you didn't go to our youtube channel i mean yay instagram page (laughs) yeah and check it out there and just see what we're about just young people trying to survive life but with god you know Mm -hmm. and you know we'll make it through because we have god (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah so now over to jared
1: thank you so much (laughs) Miss so guys um, thought a lot of thought went into this, a lot of prayer and we decided that for our first episode we want to talk about something that's super important for all young people to um, know about and also to practice in their life and that's surrender.
2: Yeah, I was saying surrender is letting go. you know um, in, in the context of what we're speaking about, we're speaking about surrendering to Christ and just letting go and letting God giving him the control mm-hmm. and
1: um, yeah. I think also what we need to like, let's let's define surrender because we can talk about it for so like so long and then we never actually define the word. Does surrender mean like you're in a war and now you have to wave a white flag and you give up and like you failed? So you're surrendering to defeat. Is that what surrender is?
0: No. I think there's obviously different ways to look at it, but for us in... When we say surrender, obviously we the first thing we think about is surrendering to God, mm-hmm. right? And it's more like it's letting go of yourself and living God. And and then there's a verse that says you have to die something die some to, to self and yeah it's it's kind of like that. It's not like you. What can I say? You are giving up yourself, your your own desires, your own will and everything and just letting god do what he wants to do in your life in order for you to reach your purpose and stuff the purpose he has for your life Mm -hmm. so i think there's a lot of ways to look at it but yeah Mm -hmm. just like give myself away (laughs) can use me me. exactly so he can Mm -hmm. use you Mm because otherwise if you're going off your own will mm-hmm. and doing what you want, um, then like it's not gonna work. Also, it, I tried to show you guys this podcast, but the 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 title of it was like mm-hmm. your will versus God's will. Yeah, and what they talked about is how sometimes in life, God's will, uh, your will, might be on the right track as God's will, mm-hmm. but what God wants from you. M- might not be as appealing as what your will is, or like what, mm-hmm. you know, like, ah, oh, I almost spoke the neck, but um, mm-hmm. what's, yeah. oh, I don't know how to word it. It's like, it's like, what you want to do is close, but you know that it's not what God yeah. wants for, for, from you. And you know that in order for you to reach reach it, you probably gonna compromise some of yeah. your values and everything, so, um. <laughs> And Surrendering I, mm-hmm. is just following God's plan, mm-hmm. even when yours seems appealing and
1: mm-hmm. And I think shiny. Paul actually addressed it so nicely in Romans, I think, if I'm not mistaken. He says, the things I find myself doing are not the things I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. The things I find appealing are not the things I f- I'm supposed to find appealing. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the times is in this world that we live in currently, which is why Paul was so he emphasized so much that we do not we must not conform to the things of the world but be transformed with the renewing of our mind is because when you're in a world where sin is made to seem as appealing it becomes very hard for if your mind is not renewed it becomes really hard for you to then go and follow god's plan and surrender to god and for god's plan to seem appealing when we're actually surrounded by a world where sin is appealing which is where the whole thing comes in god says and jesus said somewhere um you're in this world but you're not of this world so because we're in this world and we have the flesh here we have our fleshly desires and all of that thing um sin is appealing because the flesh wants sin because the flesh doesn't care where your soul goes so can
0: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah. I also mm-hmm. i feel like i'm speaking about fine. i actually was talking to two of my friends today and they were like talking about a whole thing about waiting until marriage and what if you have like a sleepover, like um are you gonna allow the sleepover to happen and stuff like that mm. i was like i wouldn't obviously they don't understand because they live a different life than i do mm. but i told them that i wouldn't number one i wouldn't have a partner that um brings up like sleepovers and stuff mm. like that i mean obviously you're that. gonna talk about it right like okay this is not gonna happen right mm. but in, in um in a way of like oh like we should I don't know, have a sequel, I don't know. But like then I'm like, I'm not gonna allow that. That is not aligning with what I want. And surrendering, even if you I mean maybe you want it.
1: Yeah.
0: But it's not what I need and it's Mm. not what God wants from me. And me making that decision is because I surrendered that part of myself to God. Mm. I'm just letting God guide me and lead me in everything I do. And when you surrender you can't just surrender parts of yourself yeah. and not all of yourself mm. and i
1: think i'm also speaking a lot in like regards to what the was saying it sort of is sort of like waving your white flag and like accepting defeat but not defeat that is negative it's allowing god to be in control and god to have the power so that you relinquish your weapons you say i'm laying this weapon down i'm allowing god to be in charge of it it's like saying yeah sure it's a war between good and evil and like the evil part of you is surrendering and admitting defeat so that God can actually be in control of your life. So, I mean, going back to what I was asking at the beginning about, you know, is it like waving a white flag? I, I guess it kind of is. Like you're allowing your flesh to wave a white flag and be like, hey, I'm defeated so that God's will can actually mm. persist. Mm. Can I
2: just quickly jump on that? Mm. Um, I think also another thing. um yo, how can I put this? With surrendering right? I think, why do we find it difficult to surrender? I think one of the reasons we find it difficult to surrender to Christ particularly is because, number one, as humans, we like to be in control of everything. Mm-hmm. So we think us, we, we, think that our flesh waving a white flag, we think us surrendering every single part of us is us losing, mm-hmm. it is us losing control. And sometimes that frightens us. And sometimes we're not willing to... To lose all the control that comes with surrendering. Because that's the thing, that when you surrender, not only not only are we speaking about the surrendering of your flesh to to what God wants us to do, or surrendering to pursuing righteousness, we're also speaking about surrendering your future, mm. surrendering different parts of your life. Yeah. And with that, a lot of the times you know, you know, as you walk this journey of surrender or you're pursuing surrender, you're not always gonna know the steps, you're not mm. always gonna know what the next thing's gonna be. And you're not always gonna be control. That's what's gonna be making. That's what's gonna make it so difficult to surrender. You know that you also losing control of everything. And we, it's our nature to always want to be in control. Mm. So yeah.
3: Oh, I don't know, but <clears throat> sorry guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think that it becomes difficult also for a Christian to surrender from the help of the Holy Spirit. So, mm. in order for you to be able to be able to like just life, I guess, or just surrender to the will of God, you have to like have the help have help, of the Holy Spirit. So, yeah.
1: Mm. And I think that's so important. Um, just, I wanted to bring me to my next topic or the subtopic of discussion is, what does biblical surrender look like? And I just want to read a scripture for us quickly. Um Okay, so the scripture, a little bit of background is a scripture most of us are familiar with because our pastor always mentions it. It's the fact that Abraham was in a place, in a land, in his father's land, and God instructed him to go out from that land and to basically leave everything that he knew and to pursue something that God told him to pursue. So it's in Genesis 12, and it's from verse 1, and I'll stop when it's ready, okay? It says, God told Abraham, leave your country your family and your father's home for a land that I will show you. And then I'll make a great nation out of you and bless you. I'll make you famous. You'll be a blessing. I'll bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. All the families of the earth will be blessed through you. So it sort of brings me to the question is, what does biblical surrender look like? Because leaving your family, going somewhere that you've never been, and just holding on to the hope that God, and holding on to the promise that God has told you, it's a big deal Mm -hmm. i feel like just letting go completely like if god told you today hey leave johannesburg go to australia okay but no for real though leave johannesburg and go somewhere else doesn't tell you the house doesn't tell you whether you're going to have a house whether you're going to have a job accommodation all of these things it doesn't tell you that he just gives you the instruction Mm -hmm. so how does biblical surrender look like because if you don't know what biblical surrender looks like it can be very easy for you to fall out of surrender and the mm-hmm. thing is you won't even know what you won't even know that you've fallen out of surrender because you don't know what surrender looks like so what yeah. does biblical surrender actually look like
0: i think you i'm talking about swan i think biblically it's like you know how some people are forced to surrender but when it's biblical it's your own decision because god knows your your heart so um you can't just be like oh i'm surrendering because like i'm kind i'm forced to do so um you must surrender to god willingly and if you don't do it willingly then it's like i don't know i mean in a a way it is like you know how in a war like you are forced to Wave that white flag. I think that's what you were referring to. Like, it's not like you're forced to do so, it's you yourself have to admit, Okay, I can't do this by myself. Mm -hmm. I've tried, even if you didn't try, but knowing that your strength comes from God and by yourself you can't do it, then that's biblical. Also, like, um surrendering to god is also following what the law says what the book um mm. yeah says um so in surrendering you need to get out of your head because a lot of times we're hindered by what we think we are or what people think of us and our fleshly desires yeah <laughs> use that word and instead of like reading the bible and knowing exactly what god says about me about my purpose in life and stuff and following it because yes you can surrender but at the end of the day you need to actually follow what god says Mm. because if you don't then it's not biblical Mm. you you what can i say but yeah, I think I said
1: what I wanted to say. But... And I think just adding on to what you said and like reflecting back to what Ntombi said, is the Holy Spirit. His other name, is, his other name is the Helper, the one who guides us. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, who's guiding you? Who's helping mm-hmm. you? Because surrender is hard, guys. Like we've just been talking. That's why Jesus sent the Helper. It's mm-hmm. why He sent the one who can guide us. And yeah, I can
2: just also jump onto that. Surrender is is faith. Surrender is having faith, because just to hop on, feel has said, you know, your surrender has to be a choice. And because if it's, if you're not, this godly surrender, like he said, you're not going to be forced to go into war, you're not going to be forced to do anything. Christianity, that's the thing. God doesn't force anything on you. God is a gentleman. The mm-hmm. Holy Spirit is a gentleman. Mm-hmm. You know, when you give your life to Jesus, it's a choice you make by yourself. You know, it's not supposed to be forced on you. You know, that God gives you the options. It says in the yeah. word of God, I give you, I place before you life and death. Then he tells you the cheat code, choose mm-hmm. life. He tells you the correct yeah. answer. But at the end of the day, he gives you a choice. So in everything, God gives us a choice. And the reason I'm mentioning this is like, like she said, you know, you have to make a choice to surrender to God because mm-hmm. that's true Godly surrender. True Godly surrender is a surrender where you make that choice. Mm-hmm. And also surrender is gonna need you to have faith.
4: Yeah. Because mm-hmm.
2: for you to surrender, it's, you say that I believe that what your plan is, is greater than my plan. Yeah. I believe that your desires are greater than my fleshly desires. I believe that your future is greater than my future. I believe that how you want me to serve you is better than my comfort zone, mm. is better than my norm, is better than all my my own personal selfish actions, mm. you know, and um, I lost my train of thought there. But um, yeah, you know, it's
1: free will and, and faith, mm. faith. And I think free will can be, although great, love free will, I feel mm-hmm. like it can be very dangerous free will can be so dangerous because i wrote this down while i was preparing it It says double mindedness is Mm -hmm. the enemy of surrender because today you can say i'm giving it to you god tomorrow you're there again how am i going to pass my exam where's my accommodation Mm. what's this going to do then you start planning and a song i'm not sure what it says it's wait on the lord it says instead of thinking ahead of what you should be doing give it back to god and i think double mindedness is one of the biggest enemies of surrender. It's because it takes your focus off God and off God's plan and into the what ifs. So Mm -hmm. how can we prevent ourselves then from falling into double-mindedness and falling out of surrender? Because we know how, you know, if you become double-minded, it's so easy to, take your eyes off God and onto your problem. Because you sort of forget what God says and now you want to think about all the what ifs, like I said. Mm. So how can we prevent ourselves from falling back or falling out of surrender? Okay.
4: I think the first thing that comes to mind, right? Am I speaking loud enough? No, I was okay. Say- <laughs> okay, the first thing that I think of when it comes to not falling out of surrender, right, is how I think we've talked about this a lot in, can I bring up home cells? Okay, yeah. Like in home cells, right, we talk a lot about how you should build up your faith in the good times. So Keith, you mentioned how um, surrender involves a lot of faith. So in the good times when you know things are good and they're all okay, you build up your faith. So whether that's reading your Bible, that's listening to worship music, whatever it might look like for you, you build up your faith that way you give it all to God then. And even when the times are bad, even when things aren't looking like they're making sense, you don't fall out of surrender because you already know from the good times that God is not gonna forsake you. You're not scared of surrendering because you're like, no, but you know what? I've been through worse. I've been through good times and bad times with God. There's no way he's going to forsake me. So however crazy it might look at the time, your faith doesn't waver. You don't fall out of surrender because you know that there's no way he's going to forsake
1: you. I feel like I've said that a word a lot, but yeah. Yes. yeah. Joshua, I'll never leave you. I'll, I'll never forsake you. you. Amen.
3: Okay, so um, I think another way also of not falling out of surrender is just knowing who God is, like knowing God's promises, standing mm. firm on what He is saying to you, because mm. if maybe you're just having like second thoughts, maybe you're just, okay, you're doubting God, maybe when it comes to like your exams, and you can just go back to the word read the word like read okay remember what god is saying to you and yeah have faith that everything is gonna work out because sometimes when you don't have faith then it's easy for you to be like Mm double-minded so also when you are like trusting god for something or believing god for something then when you have faith it's easy for you to be like I don't know, singing songs of victory before even that thing mm-hmm. happens. Like mm-hmm. you haven't seen what's already happening, but you're already believing that your God has already won the war for you. You're yeah. already believing that it's already done. So yeah, yeah.
2: Can I just add on to it? Um, so also, yo, how can I put this? I feel like I say that a lot. How can I put this? That um, firstly, I think thank you for bringing this this question up because the word of God does say, um I just don't have the specific verse, says it says, but it says, a double-minded man is unstable mm. or is weak in all his ways. Yeah. You know, because I don't even need to elaborate on that, you know, but I think also to answer your question, um I think first of all, we need to realize that we're still human and yeah. realize mm-hmm. that we are going to have those doubts. Those doubts, mm. you know, they, they do sometimes, are there Those questions who pop up like, oh God, but like, if, do I really have to, do it like this? Mm-hmm. Or do I really have to take this leap of faith? Or do I really have to obey this commandment? Do I really have to do that, you know? Or you just doubt like the future that God has for you when he has explicitly told you these are my mm-hmm. plans for you. You know, and I think being aware of that, when you're aware of your problem, then you can now work towards it. Mm-hmm. So now how do you do that? I think it's, I like what Alexa said, basically speaking about building up your faith in the good times, building up your faith. So it's in those moments where you have to make sure you have a people around you, you've got a system, You've got mm-hmm. things that can be there that when you're weak you can be strong mm-hmm. you know because the word of god does say you know and in his take what does it say it says um in his weakness his strength is made yeah. perfect yeah so it's in those moments where you're weak where his strength can be made perfect but like how you know um so getting people around you you know that in those moments when you're having your doubts, you've got people who are speak a reassuring word mm-hmm. because in those moments you're not the life life happens and sometimes life has you thinking the way that having you these doubts. So you need people who are outside the situation who outside the situation, who can speak to you and speak God's word. You know, Alexa mentioned things like homeschool, you know, where the church we go to, we have our homeschools, so we meet on a weekly basis and discuss the word of God, minister to each other and grow together, you know, and church. You know, it's in those moments where you might find yourself, where you're becoming weak. Things happen during the week, you know, you're having th- these doubts, yeah. but the Holy Spirit in these, and um, place the Holy Spirit will speak to you, and then once again you'll be revived. Mm-hmm. Then you know. Then you'll be able to surrender again. It's in those moments where the Holy Spirit will make it easier for you to resurrender. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's being cognizant that you you have those moments, and now having systems around you
0: yeah
2: fight. Th-
0: uh, I was gonna say we've talked about this before, mm-hmm. like preparing for the bad days when it's good. Obviously, you're not saying oh b- bad days are gonna come; it's inevitable. We we'll live in the world and. Yes bad things are bound to happen. And I think fully surrendering is also understanding which is something I think, was it our pastor? I think it was said somewhere, I forgot where, um, is that um, in order for you to reach a purpose, you need to go through the process. When you understand that and you know it's it's, um, not easy, when you are going through something, to be like I give up because where's God when I need him mm. but like knowing and understanding that okay this is part of the process and there's a reason for everything mm. remind yourself of Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, mm-hmm. like okay. all the time like um, surrendering also doesn't mean just letting go of yourself it's also yeah. putting trust in God mm. that he will work it out for your good you know like everything that is happening it's happening for a reason and it's very hard to to like to uh calm in that situation because like everything is going yay hey, it's goes, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly and it's mm-hmm. like that um in, in the bible where the peter when jesus told him to like walk on yeah. the water right yeah. and he was walking and then he realized oh my gosh like what I'm walking on, what I can't do, I can't, mm, you know. Mm-hmm. And had he put all his trust in Jesus, he would have probably gotten there and, mm. you know, went all the way, yeah, and stuff like that. And I think it's very, very important, especially because we are students, we're yeah. in university, there's gonna be trials. Mm. There's oh, you're
1: oh. bound to yeah, I know, yeah. mm.
0: there's a lot going on, there, lot. Like, <laughs> um, going on. In, so we need to, you know fully surrender mm. and that's also understanding that um even when you go through things like you need to keep on believing in god mm. and and letting go of uh your worldly mind mm. because that's also okay yeah. and mm. i think
1: just adding on to what Revilo was is saying is we need it's so important to know where we're looking Because the Bible says I look up to the hills from whence come my help. My help comes from the Maker, the Lord, the Maker of the Heavens and the Earth, who doesn't allow my foot to stumble. I hope I didn't misquote scripture, but Mm -hmm. it's it's like that. So so I feel like we need to shift our gaze from the problem and shift it to God, which is what the scripture tells us. Because if you're constantly looking at your problem, you're gonna be constantly thinking about your problem. And because Mm -hmm. we're 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 human, like you've mentioned. We're going to think in the, with a human's mindset. So we're not going to think that, like, okay, God's going to fix the problem. We'd be thinking, this problem is so big. This problem's going to do this, this, and this. This problem's going to lead to this, this, and this. But when we shift our eyes to God, the one who's in charge of everything, like, like what um, mentioned, you mentioned it, and the scripture that goes hand in hand with it is something that Paul says is, I count it all joy when I face trials and tribulations, because through facing these trials and tribulations, it builds character and character is made perfect by, yeah, that's, I'll find the <laughs> scripture, but character, it builds, it produces character. It produces substance. Cause if we're not people of substance, when the, when the, um, of waves and the winds of life Mm -hmm. come we're just going to fall over we're not going to be like like um the bible says a cedar of lebanon a palm tree whose Mm -hmm. roots are so deep that when the wind and the water comes it goes from side to side of course it does it's a tree it's gonna sway but it's rooted and that's where it comes from our eyes need to be rooted our eyes need Mm -hmm. to be fixed our lives need to be rooted and fixed in the one who created all because if we're not looking at god we're going to be looking at something else Mm -hmm. and that's something else you're
4: Mm-mm. It's going
1: to take you nowhere.
4: So I just want to add on to what you said earlier about um, the importance of knowing who God is. Because when you know who God is, you know that there's no way he goes against his word. Mm-hmm.
3: right? Mm-hmm. So
4: a really big, the Bible is like chock full of examples of people who had to surrender to God even when it seemed insane. And I think you can take an example from that for yourself. So say, for example, Abraham, who... When did he have his child? How old was he when he had his child? Old. They were old, old. Him and Sarah were old, old, right? Mm. And God told them, I will give you a child. You look at it and you're like, these people are hundred and something. How in the world are they going to have a child? But even in that they kept their faith mm. and they surrendered everything to God. And they were like, you know what? God says he's going to give us a child. And they did, they got a child, they had Isaac. And that for me is like, okay, if God could make something like that happen, mm his word says that he's going. he has plans to prosper us, not to harm us. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that in itself shows you that there's no way that God will ever forsake you. Like that in itself is a prime example. Even um, again with Abraham, when God told him to sacrifice Isaac, mm. that doesn't make sense. Like when you look at it from a worldly perspective, like you give me a child when I'm a hundred and then you tell me to go kill that child you <laughs> But then at the same time, Abraham was so full of faith in god that he didn't question it he just surrendered it all and was like you know what god if this is what you say i must do i will do it Mm. and he was going to do it god did stop him in the end but he was really going to do it that level of surrender that level of just being like you know what even though this doesn't make sense to me yeah i will just believe anyway Mm. that is
1: yeah and I think just quickly, we will speaks, It's adding on to that is that surrender requires a lot from you. Mm-hmm. Surrender is not a passive verb, like just like hands up, I'm surrender. It's not a passive verb at mm-hmm. all. It's a very active verb. Mm. And like we've been speaking about, it requires number one, it requires faith. But number two, what Alexa spoke about and what we'll touch on in just a little bit, it, it requires a lot of obedience. Different. And I think we'll get to that, but let's go over to Ndombi first.
3: No, oh, no, I just wanted to make an example also of Job.
1: Mm. Like when
3: Job was losing everything, Yo. the first thing he did mm. yeah. was to kneel down and like pray. Like mm. He yeah. was just praying to God. Even his wife told him to, like, curse God and what, mm. like, but he just kept on. Like, his faith was so strong that he knew who God is. He knew, like, he knew himself. Mm. So, he knew God, sorry. Yeah. yeah. So we can just remember
2: that story. Yeah. Can I just also sorry? I know it's supposed to move, but I just want <laughs> also to see I also add.
3: Also it's, me, flowing. I add. it's flowing. <laughs> you
2: know, Holy Spirit activate you. know. Um, you come with your own plans. Many of the yeah. plans in a man's heart, but it's the Lord's it plan everything. Amen. Amen. Um, and what I just wanted to mention is that um I was having a conversation with one of my old um a few of my friends, and you spoke about how the Bible the Bible is full of stories of extremes. Yeah. And what I mean by that. Many of the situations we face, right? I Listen, please listen carefully to what I'm saying. I'm not Is invalidating. <laughs> but, please listen carefully. Listen properly. I'm not <laughs> invalidating your situation. But if you look at the Bible, the Bible gives us so much extremes of the situations we go through. It takes, we have stories of people who went to the extreme of what we went through. I mean, look at Job. He lost his family all his wealth, In one instance, you know, look at Abraham. He had to wait 100 years to get his first child. Four or more you know so many years you know and it's like these are stories of extremes of people who faced so many challenges that were to the extreme and it's like it's their surrender and their obedience that now we can stand when we read these stories like if they can overcome yeah. then so can we mm-hmm. you know and there's so many stories that we could mention but um yeah i just thought it was very interesting thing to mention that the bible is full of stories of extremes that these people's situations it's to the extreme mm-hmm. I mean I think was it Jacob or, or, or Joseph I forget between the two the one who had to wait seven years to work seven years then then he get God Joseph. 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 Joseph yeah then he got Leah then it took another seven years to get um, his second wife yeah, yeah no that's not... <laughs> no,
3: I'm not
2: saying that but like the point I'm trying to um, get across is that um the Bible is full of extremes and these people's stories can really motivate us that like mm-hmm. if they can go through that then surely we can we yeah. just need to catch what they caught, mm-hmm. and we can see that there was a obedience there was sacrifice there was surrender to god mm-hmm. you know and um yeah
0: um i think i don't know who was talking but i realized something about how i think it was jared he was like when you surrender it's not like you not doing anything because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. when you surrender it's like oh god i'm you letting go and let god mm-hmm. but people need to understand um that you need to understand that um doing that doesn't necessarily mean you're sitting down and doing nothing yeah i mean our pastor will shout at you yo yeah. yo <laughs> He'll have yeah you. He'll go of course
1: it's necessary
0: it, it really is and it's like you need to also put in your your parts like mm-hmm. when you surrender to god Um,
1: there's a God part and a man part exactly,
0: and it doesn't mean that okay, now I'm just going to sit down and do nothing because God will work it out for me, Mm -hmm. God is not a magician Mm. He He meets us halfway and if it's for you, it's for you if it's not, it's not Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of people get very discouraged when in the surrendering process when things don't go their way, Mm. they're like Oh, it's that whole thing of, like, my will versus God's will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you think that something's for you when it's not. Mm-hmm. But that it doesn't mm-hmm. have anything to do with, like, what God has planned for your life, you know? So obviously it's not going to be for you. Mm-hmm. And that shouldn't discourage you.
4: You should just know that he has a plan. Like I can be Jeremiah.
1: Yeah.
4: Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Okay. And I...
1: Oh.
4: Okay, so I just want to... Um, this is very short. I like how, Keith, you kept emphasizing on how the Bible is full of extremes. I just want to mention that that shows that there's nothing too big for God. Yeah, if God exactly. could fix those mm-hmm. crazy situations, mm-hmm. those extreme mm-hmm. situations again, mm-hmm. not invalidating what anyone what could be going to, yeah. through, but look at the situations that were happening in the
1: Bible and look at what you're going
4: through. What makes you think that God can't fix that mm-hmm. situation? Mm-hmm. That's that's all Fire, fire, fire. Mm-hmm. and I think
1: before Domi goes, just adding on to what Refilwe said, is that God is a God of principle. It as is. much as God is a God of miracles, miracles cannot sustain you. You have to have principles. I can't, like an example we always talk about is, I want to win the lotto. Am I buying a lotto ticket? No, I'm just praying every day. God is a God of I principle. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, God is a God of principle. If you say you want to win the lotto, buy yeah. a lotto ticket mm-hmm. and pray about it. It's not a thing of you just pray and then you that surrender. You pray, but like we said, it's also active. You have to be living in God's principles. The Mm -hmm. Bible says a farmer does not expect seed if he has not sown any seed, does Mm -hmm. not expect crops if he has not sown anything. If we look at that in the natural, take it out of biblical context, I'm a farmer. I don't plant anything, but comes harvest time, I'm looking at the field and I expect there to be fruit. Does it work like that? It doesn't. So in the same way, as much as we have faith, as much as we know God is a God of miracles, If we don't have basic principles in our lives that can assist in bringing God's plan into materialization, mm -mm. we can't expect, because like we always say, living off miracles is not sustainable. Although God is a God of miracles, if you expect a miracle every day, like, I pray God, let there be food on my table right now, but I don't cook. That's no, guys. So I feel like we need, although God is definitely a God of miracles, we need to have principles in our lives. Mm -hmm. We need to, like... You say we you do your best and let God do the rest. Mm-hmm. If you're not if you're putting zero effort and you expect God to put in hundred percent effort, come on, that's unrealistic. Mm-hmm. So don't be humanistic.
3: Mm, I want to talk about okay this thing of like the examples that we just made. So we have to always remember that sometimes certain things in our lives happen because like <clears throat> God has to like get the glory. Like mm-hmm. almost everything, everything that happens is just so God can get the glory. So, if you are like strong in your faith, strong in Christianity, you will have to like, you will enjoy those situations and know that in everything that's happening, God has to like get the glory. Because I don't know, I don't know the this, but mm-hmm. he is made, He yeah. okay, ours is weak, so like he can be made strong, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and also about like sowing, like yeah, I think we definitely need to sow in the direction that we like want to see, and don't know, seeds the growing fruit. mm-hmm. the fruits growing. Yeah. So yeah,
2: that's all. Can I just quickly jump on that? Yeah. You, can I no, go? It, I'll
3: go up this fine.
2: Yeah, um like <laughs> just to quote a few verses, you know, just to reinforce the ideas of, you know, um there's a man part and there's a god part. The Bible says that um without um without faith um, faith without works is dead
1: yeah you
2: know that um also there's also another verse i want to quote you know and it's a famous maverick song it says um those that wait on the lord shall renew their strength they yeah. shall mount up high on wings like an eagle and so they shall run and not grow weary they shall walk and not faint yeah notice that Amen. it says they shall do this they yeah. shall do that it doesn't say you know nothing will happen and also waiting waiting like just like the word surrender is not passive mm-hmm. you're waiting and you're serving you're waiting and you're preparing. Mm. You're waiting and you're sowing the seed. Yeah. You know, so even when it's saying wait on the Lord, it's not just saying chill and do nothing. Mm. It's saying, like in be like says, sow the seed in the right direction. You know, mm. you're waiting for God to bring you breakthrough in something. What are you doing in that direction? First of all, I have prayed for that thing. Let's start there. Yeah. What things are you actively doing to get there? You know, because there's also a quote I heard that it's better to be prepared without an opportunity than have an opportunity to, and not be prepared. Yeah, always, because God is he, on the other side dude. of your preparation he has your future planned out everything is already set in stock but i just say okay my i'm just one my child i'm preparing them to become the person i need them to be to face this mm-hmm. to do that and you're not ever going to be that and un- unless you, you you surrender to god's will through obedience and faith and you also do what god needs you to do you know being active so yeah i just wanted to add that mm-hmm. um what
0: i wanted to say was in correlation to what Ndong was saying. That she said she mentioned that you need to plant your seeds in the direction where you wanna and also another thing you like I think I don't know if it was Pastad that, that mentioned this or something. You can't plant a an orange tree and expect to get strawberries. Mm-hmm. You know and it's yeah it's very important where you put your energy, um, where you put your focus, where you invest you know because at the end of the day like planting something is an investment because you are waiting for fruit in the end right mm-hmm. so yeah you need to plant exactly what you want in life and or what you wanna sow no so what you want to reap. so what you want to reap. exactly mm-hmm. english is not my third language <laughs> <laughs> thinking <It's> africa <laughs> also
3: also one thing that i want to say about like reaping. The story of Job again, like mm-hmm. after what after losing everything, I think God blessed him like abundantly. Mm-hmm. So, when we are trust, okay, as Christians, I think we do have the privilege of like sowing in the direction that we want to and believing that as when we are like in reaping season or whatever, when mm-hmm. was, like, mm-hmm. harvesting season, mm-hmm. yeah, so we will reap more than what we are sowing mm. because
1: like mm. god when like god blesses you yeah you can Yeah, make it just to connect. vocalize what Ntombi is saying it's if you plant for example like a natural example like in the natural if you plant an apple seed yes. you get a tree full with more apples okay. with even mm. more seeds so uh, yeah that's you can i add something sure. okay so um
4: earlier said that um God will allow certain things to happen so that he can get the glory, right? Mm -hmm. And it reminded me of um, the other day I was reading John 9 for my Bible study, and it's a story of um, the disciples and Jesus. They're walking around, and then they see a man who was born blind. And -hmm. the disciples ask Jesus, what happened? Did his parents sin or did he sin Mm -hmm. for him to have been born blind? And then Jesus says, no, his parents didn't sin. He didn't sin. This happened to him so that the works of God could be displayed in him. So that for me the revelation i got from that is that sometimes God will allow, he never, firstly, God doesn't make bad things happen to you. Yeah. Like he never harms you again, Plans mm-hmm. to prosper you not to harm you. Right. Mm-hmm. But he will allow certain things to happen in your life. So like, again, the story of Job where, you know, all of that stuff happened to him. That was the devil. He'll allow that to happen so that when he fixes that situation, he gets the glory and your story becomes a testimony.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: So you're then there, you're sitting and you're like, okay, all of this bad stuff happened, but then God somehow got me through it. And then your testimony is something that you can then take to someone else, you tell them and it could possibly bring them back, bring them to God, Mm. if that makes sense.
1: And I think something that we always, just adding to what Alexa said, something that we always mention at church, at home, or whatever it may be, and in general is you don't know who's waiting at the other side of your obedience on the other mm-hmm. side of your obedience you might think everything's going wrong what the heck but your testimony could be some the, just the story and the encouragement that somebody else needs mm-hmm. and if you're not obedient in your time of trial if you're not obedient during your time of trial and if you don't surrender during your time of trial you're not going to get the full extent of the testimony that you need to help someone else because mm-hmm. we, we're blessed to be a blessing. And Mm -hmm. in the same way, God will allow certain things to happen to us so that we can help others through that. Say, Jesus helped me during my exams when I got depressed and all of these things. He can help you too. He came through during my exams so He can come through for you too. Mm -hmm. And I think just going off that is a topic that we've been talking about a lot, a lot, a lot. It's just the idea of obedience. And I think obedience is so important a lot of the times It's the area where young people struggle. It's an area that young people struggle with. Obedience, just obeying God's word because it's like, I want to do this, but your word is telling me to do that. Mm -hmm. And I think it goes back to the whole thing of why obedience ties into surrender so well. And that's where we're going to end this episode, family. If you want to know more about surrender and obedience, please be sure to be on the lookout for part two. That's a wrap from the Set Apart podcast team, and we look forward to learning and growing with you as we walk this journey with Christ. Be blessed, family.